I'm Laurel. And I'm Danny. And this is a cine sode Just a little bonus, uh, bonus content for you, friends. We are talking today about Jodi Arias and Travis Alexander. We just got done covering the entire timeline and charts of both of them and the sentencing. But we promised you a sinistry episode. So Laurel, take it away. We're going to dig right on in here. Yeah, how Jody Arias and Travis Alexander's energy actually interacted with each other, what they actually brought out with each other on an energetic level. And make a massive, massive note that Travis's Mars in Gemini actually conjuncts Jody's moon in Gemini. That means his Mars placement was right on top of her moon placement. Oh, my God. Just like they were in real life. <laughs> Just like that, Danny. Just fucking like that. So what this signals to us is that their connection would have been fiery, spicy, and a little emotionally volatile. Which, like, where's the lie? Yeah, honestly? that tracks. That tracks. And because of the fact that both of these planets are in Gemini, there is a tremendous amount of energy towards communications. Uh, and so much feeling and passion is put into these communications with each other. And that's like accounting for 82,000 emails plus all these texts plus all these co- like oh, the you messages, name it. <laughs> oh, all of it. They had the constant needing to be in contact with each other that they put a lot of energy into doing that for each other. And this could definitely signal mental and verbal abuse, but also really intense and acute physical connection and desire from one another. So we're already seeing some yeah. like seedlings of yeah. toxic connection yeah. kind of span. Very on brand that also tracks. Right. Where it's like Travis might have been the one to like be more verbally abusive, but we also think that that is probably because of Jody's um, mind manipulation stuff that she would like coax him emotionally be like bait him into yeah some her passive aggressiveness her totally. showing up at his house her stuff her actions absolutely absolutely but also that there was just this really acute physical fucking like addiction and connection to one another so this kind of energy can become too chaotic over a long period of time and prove to be <gasps> unsustainable well wouldn't you know it I mean, look, we've all been there, okay? We've all been there. Oh, yeah. Addicted to your body. But look, it doesn't mean it's right. And we certainly don't kill someone over it. No. No. Hell no, we don't. Hell no, we don't. Gosh, you would think that Travis, just based on the Mars on the moon part about it, you would think that Travis would have been the one that was more abusive. And maybe mentally and verbally he was. I think you were right. Like, I think you're right. I bet you he was probably the louder one. He probably yelled. He probably called her names. He was probably yes. very volatile. And he was a Leo, too, on top of that. Uh, so demonstrative. Yeah. yeah. And that very cancer-like thing of I'm. it's oh, building, yeah. it's building, it's building. I'm a victim. Yes. I'm a victim. I'm a victim. And I'll kill you. Boom. I... Totally agree. I totally agree. Just too much intensity, uh, especially around being possessive of each other. This is another aspect that can indicate being like really, on one hand, really put off by and argumentative with somebody, but on the same or on the other hand, maybe even the same finger, different fingers, same hand, being really protective and possessive and like mine, you're mine because this fell in both of their 
second houses. Like they it fell, their shit fell in the same part of each other's charts because they have the same rising sign. It's sparky. There's chemistry, but this is one of those connections you got to be real careful with. Like this is a fun fucking spark. Like, fucking fly. Start fires. <laughs> yes, dude, absolutely. And on top of that, and this is like where it goes even a level deeper. So we already have this kind of like shaky kind of vibe to it. But Travis's Lilith actually conjuncted Jody's moon as well. So his Mars and his Lilith conjuncted Jody's moon. And the Lilith conjunction was exact. It was exact. So I still – I keep saying I need to do more research on Lilith. And you know what? I need to actually just bite the bullet and, like, buy a couple Lilith books and start, like, <laughs> digging deep, deep in. But what I can say for sure about this is that Jody's spicy emotional appeal really brought out the beast in Travis. And he felt, like, safe and driven to explore the kinky or fetishy side of his sexuality with her. She made him feel safe to do that, but it also had, like, spikes attached to it. Mm-hmm. So Lilith is known as the Black Moon, and this to me also speaks a little bit to the fact that she was his literal downfall. Mm-hmm. Like, who she was, her nature, that Gemini moon at the center, emotional, like, spirit space of hers, literally was kind of the downfall. It's, like, that's what Lilith was blamed for being the downfall of, like, mm-hmm. man in a lot of ways, and then she was cast from heaven, um, and then they made Eve, and then Eve got the but end of that stick next. Yep, yep. We all know the story. Totally. So really interesting that there's a absolutely direct Lilith placement. I also want to note that Jody's Lilith is exactly trying Travis's Lilith. What, and a trine is like a, a positive Supportive, aspect. easy, yeah. harmonious, yes. And so that's where they're like perfectly placed fetishes and kinks oh, and yeah. like sexual energy and like oh, wildness. Yeah. That's like, the addiction to each other's bodies. It was just too easy for them yeah. to stay connected in, a, in dangerous ways because Lilith is potentially dangerous energy. And that could be, like, from a self-sabotage point of view mm-hmm. or from, like, other people being, like, that's – you're the problem and it's this mm-hmm. reasons, you know? But, like, Lilith is this untethered aspect of ourselves, this wild, free, like, you can't stop me right. kind of divine, creative, dark feminine, right. in a sense, energy. And so that's just really interesting that they had that connection there, too. We're not done with Lilith. Like, we're going to we're gonna come back to Lilith here at another point, but I want to keep going with, like, this moon situation we have right now okay because oh actually no i don't i want to keep going with exactly what i was saying because i didn't read my notes ahead of time (laughs) (laughs) it's like if that trine that perfect trine between the lilith if that doesn't drive home how ridiculously fluid and easy their toxicity of their relationship was for one another i don't know what else does they brought out easily they brought out the worst in each other because they had too many differing wounds that sex and unbridled passion just couldn't contribute to in a positive or healthy way with where they were at mentally Mm -hmm. with themselves it's like they almost got it but because of their shadows yep they couldn't see things unhealed shit Uh uh-huh and more on lilith jody's lilith was square Travis's moon. Oh, that's bad. What does that mean? She was literally a succubus. Oh, God. <laughs> like, Duh. She was, and energetically too, like energetically it showed up that, that she had a 
fucking siren song that he was addicted to literally like to me this looks like drawing out the worst of travis's insecurities through emotionally manipulative tactics danger 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 danger, the cancer depths yo you are in danger girl yes 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 damn that is nuts and just i would like to be done talking about lilith but there's one more thing i gotta mention okay Travis's Pluto was conjunct Jody's Lilith. So they were holding hands. Yeah. So his dark depth deep. Holy shit. Uh-huh. Dark depths, exposure, manipulations, power, corruptions, capital T truth, the raw. Damn. You know? Damn. Yes, yes. It brought out, it was like a leeched to Jody's dark wild feminine. She had a spell on him. Chaos magic. I am telling you, this bitch unintentionally used her big ass fucking energy to Uh fuck all this up. Yep. I'm telling you. I believe you because it's like, it is 100, this is screaming unintentional chaos magic. Yeah. Damn. Some bitches really do have that pussy though, you know? I do know actually. (laughs) 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 Just, it's, it's crazy to witness it. So, we're going to move away from Lilith now, and we're going to talk about Neptune. Neptune, Neptune, the one who throws a veil over everything. Mm -hmm. The one who makes it hard to see clearly a single damned thing. (sighs) Each of their Neptunes opposed the other person's Venus. Oh, shit. So, like, each of their Neptunes did not get along with their Venus, right? Each other's. Yeah. Each of them had an idolized vision of each other. And remember what we were saying when we were describing the way that they met? And I was like, I just see it playing as a movie. I just see it playing as a movie. That is this energy. And it even comes through when you tell their story, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. But this is literally the fantasy meeting from their very first interaction, the idolism, the expectations, the illusions of perfection, the way they enchanted and captivated each other, put each other on a pedestal. They literally were not seeing clearly what the other one was doing, that they were both functioning from a completely like selfish place. You know, it's just they could it was like, bleh. yep. It was so glamorized, yep. like the filter was on a high, 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 very much so, very much delusional. Totally deluded by each other. Totally addicted to each other. Neptune shows up in addiction. So here's this like literally being each other's drug. Yeah. Literally being each other's escape from reality but into a fantasy that is actually really horrible but they stayed there. Like oh my gosh. This is that. It's just – it's huge. It's so interesting that they both had it about each other. So this is back to this twin flame stuff we were talking about and like seeing these like weird reflections a karmic relationship it happens again in their chart with different planets oh my god shocker right so travis's mars was square jody's jupiter that's not good yeah that's not good and travis's jupiter was square jody's mars wow so like reverse reverse again they had the, the same the same thing ran between them here. This aspect, this Jupiter square Mars in both of their charts to each other's respective planets, 
uh, it signaled the intensity of their passion yeah. and chemistry. This has come up a couple of times. Yeah. It continues to come up. It fuel fueling each other's worldviews, but also signals that there were potentially heated heated lacks of understanding mm-hmm. where they just could not get why the other one was doing what they were doing. And I feel like this was something that was later used as a manipulation tactic for gaslighting. Mm. Oh, I think it sure. was happening on both ends. Absolutely. Yeah. The gaslighting was real on both ends and it shows up in the chart, like literally fueling a reality, like a, a belief system. And it also can signal really big personality differences that could lead to um, them trying to control each other. Oh, yeah. So again, with the gaslighting. Yeah. So it's just, again, another aspect that they each had showing up respectively in each of their charts put together. You can't escape that. Like when it's doubled down like that, it runs as a major theme through the relationship more than just like some of the other aspects might because it's like we're getting two doses of it. Right. And it's big energy. Seriously. It's intense energy. What an exhausting relationship. (laughs) I'm tired. Seriously. I'm just tired. I'm just tired of looking at this this energy. Like how did they sustain this? I mean, that's why it only lasted fucking five months, you know? fuck. No tea, no shade. Dude. But, oh, Yeah. Another thing about their charts is that Travis's Venus and Jupiter were square Jody's Saturn and Mars. There are a lot of squares I'm hearing, Laurel. I feel like that's all there is. And like some tough conjunctions, squares and tough conjunctions. There is a trine. There's a trine we'll talk about in a little bit. That's like, okay. But there's a lot of squares, man. <laughs> like, there's a lot of squares. And even that trine just signals an expansion of emotions. Mm-hmm. So last thing they needed, last fucking thing that they needed. Yeah, seriously. But what's interesting about Travis's Jupiter and Venus, which are benefic planets, they're good guys. They want to bring the goods mm-hmm. to you. Being square Jody's Saturn and Mars, who are bad boy planets who are doing hard stuff and making things challenging wars and battles wars and battles wars and battles it's so tough because they would both place expectations on another and make judgments of each other without stopping to try to understand the other person's needs or boundaries like period Mm -hmm. it's like they Mm -hmm. they didn't seem to recognize that they were each their own individual people You know? Yeah. Too enmeshed. Something like very plaything mm-hmm. about it. Like, and it's almost, it's very childish. Actually, it's really coming together here because like it is very childish. Mm-hmm. It feels like they were each other's toys and yeah. Jody got mad and broke the toy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. If it's broken, no one can play with it. Yeah. I'm throwing this toy away. One of the archetypes for cancer uh, is the child. You know? Yeah. It gets the mother a lot, but the child is the one who needs to care in the nurturing. Yeah. That the mother brings and children become mothers, et cetera, et cetera, yeah, caretakers, yeah, yeah. right? So, like, yeah, just interesting. It's fascinating, isn't it? Fascinating, absolutely. So, it makes me feel like they probably both felt so overconnected because of the Mars, Moon, Venus, Venus stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, overconnected, like, with the intensity of their bond, that they thought that they just knew each other so well and they thought that they just knew what the other one was thinking or what the other one was motivated by and they would kind of trick themselves into believing 
whatever they thought mm-hmm. the other person was was doing or or acting without actually taking time to confer right. with each other. And the other thing about aspects between Venus and Mars specifically, those two, is that they can mark longevity and commitment no matter if it's a positive aspect or a challenging aspect. And in this case, they were committed to the toxicity of their relationship. Mm -hmm. They could not get away from each other. Like even when they were long distance, they couldn't get away from each other. And then she moved there and then she moved away and they still couldn't get away from each other. And that's Venus and Mars or Venus and Saturn? They're all kind of mixed together. I guess it, oh, it's a no matter. doesn't matter what type. Yeah. Yeah. Like just important markers. Venus yeah. is conjunct Jupiter. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And they're both square Saturn and then they're also square Mars too. Right. So. Okay. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I know. Oh, Crazy. And so I want to kind of like wrap up this sinisode by talking about uh the thing that was the most wild to me in this sinistry chart okay talk more and that is taking it back to the nodes again if you remember we yes. talked a little bit about the nodes in the last episodes and how they are karmatic points yes in a chart yes. that can represent what we are meant to do in this lifetime and versus what we're meant to move away from because we have developed that part of us and we don't need to fall back into old tendencies, right? Yeah. The nodes come into play between their charts. And anytime the nodes are in play, we know like karmatic shit is on the table here. So it makes me want to think that is this something to look at in future charts? Yeah. Um, But Travis's north node was perfectly conjunct Jody's Pluto, the death part. Mm-hmm. And that means it was also square her son. Oh, shit. Yeah. So let me like, yeah, break this down. It out and breaks it down. Jody, his killer, her selfhood, who she was as an identity, which is her the son. son. Yeah. Was conflicting with power and dark energy which is Pluto, which in turn challenged and impeded upon Travic's karmatic path forward, question mark, question mark, question mark. Oh, shit. So this is definitely a past life karmic imbalance. To me, I can't think anything else but that. This is their contract, essentially. It is. It, to me, this looks like a contract. Damn. Strictly from an energetic standpoint, this looks like... Wow. A karmatic contract. His north node was exactly conjunct her Pluto and within a degree of a square of her son. Are you kidding Damn. me? It's like signed up to be killed by her. I don't know why, what balance it creates unless. Yeah. Like we've kind of said, it feels like they've probably been killing each other. <laughs> like cat and mouse. Yeah. In every lifetime. Just ridiculous though. Get Fucking get a new purpose. <laughs> purpose. God, can we work grow out a this, little bit can we work out this karma somehow seriously Christ. it also just indicates a, in the very very least if it's not this karmatic shit that we're laying out which i honestly think that it probably is in the very least an extremely raw vulnerable and primitive type mm-hmm. of like primal connection super duper intense just like many of their other aspects yeah. indicate too 
but connections to Pluto in synastry charts, no matter what the placement, like what the planets are, any kind of connections to Pluto always indicate incredible and altering capacities for growth, change, and transformation. Which direction you take is up to you, of course, but these types of connections can often signify that there is a potential for great pain and great healing. Yep. So it's like- Make good choices. Make good choices because this was clearly coming back as an opportunity for them to reconcile and raise from the ashes some of their past karmatic debts, but instead- fell back into the same pattern again and again and again. And Shame. it also indicates that this connection is like raw and visceral and kind of aspect that can change the course of a person's future, which we clearly see played out in major ways. Like the moment that they met, the moment their energy came into contact with one another, they were going to be different forever. And they were. <laughs> they actually were. Yep. Uh, absolutely. Especially when you take into account Travis's Pluto conjuncting Jody's Lilith, really exaggerating and pushing to the maximum extreme the extent that Jody would be willing to fill the insatiable desire to possess him. Yep. And here's the last one for the sinistry chart. I mean, it's a it's a sinisode, so we're keeping it tight as we can. Yeah. But interestingly enough, Travis's Saturn was actually conjunct Jody's North Node. Oh, shit. So they both had direct planetary nodal contact, like in conjunction fashion, which can definitely be experienced as an obstacle or oppressive force constricting her from expressing herself fully or feeling fully secure with herself. Wow. Right? What's really sad about this aspect is that it can signal that a relationship with this signature has an amazing ability to help the North Node person, which is mm -hmm. Jody, mature and level up into a more wise and stable person. I mean, let's hope that she is doing that in prison. It's just that she's not going to be – unless she really holds on to those, you know, that, she won't carry it into her next life because – Who can yeah, say? Yeah. Like – I, if she's anything like she was when she was sent to jail, that superficiality might keep her from getting to well, these Well, and the interesting thing is that the show that has just now come out, um, but not while we're mm -hmm. recording this, um, is about yeah, we have not her behind bars. So I'm really... Oh, I guess so we'll be able to say I'm in really interested. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll have to tack on an yeah. update, but yeah. Yeah, we might have to. It's really interesting. We're going to... I'm going to cut it there. We don't need to. Yeah. Because I could. I could keep going on for eons and eons, but this is just a sinusoid. So that is part of how their energy interacted with each other, how they influenced each other, what they brought out in each other. And I wasn't really expecting this case to end up carrying so much karmatic weight mm -hmm. in the analysis. Right? But yeah, so... Thanks for sticking with us for this little bonus content. We'll see you on yeah, Monday for our regularly for little... scheduled programming. Paul Bernardo and Carla Hamoka. I think we'll do a Cinesode for them yeah, too. Yeah, we'll just do it for this month because – It'll be great. Yeah. We loves it and we loves ya. Continue loves to you, friends. listen and share and star us and all of the lovely things. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.